Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Kim Becker, who is the co-founder of Hello Gorgeous. Kim, how you doing? I'm good. Good morning, Timmy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start just by telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the stuff you like to do for fun, that would be great. Um, well, I am uh, I, <laughs> I'm a mom. Um, my son is 19. He's a freshman in college. He is a, uh, he went on a bowling scholarship. Um, I uh, really, my fun is my job. I'm really, really, really lucky that, you know, people ask me and I tell them I have the best job in the whole world. So for fun, that's what I do is I work. <laughs> so, um, but it's great. I, I was grateful that I had the opportunity when Seth was in high school last year um, and well, the, the prior years too, that I was very involved in his high school career. And, and I really enjoyed doing that. I, I always said being around young people will either kill you or keep you young forever. And so I decided that I'll take that, you'll keep me young forever. So when Seth was in high school, I got to be in his high school quite a bit. I was the tennis team mom, I was the bowling team mom. And so, you know, it's kind of tough now, him being in school, it's different. You know, you don't have those team mom responsibilities anymore, even with him bowling on a team. So it's, it's finding that new normal for me. It's, it's, I only had the one child, so it's trying to figure out what to do next. So um, th- that's it. I uh, was widowed um, four and a half years ago. I lost my husband. He was my, um, my partner, my business partner, my best friend, um, and, my, and my husband. And so, uh, again, just taking those adjustments um, and finding that new normal is you just keep going. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you just keep going. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry to hear that, but you look like you've come out on the other end, a stronger person. And I applaud you for that. Thank you. You know, I kept telling my son, um, you know, we were very fortunate. Um, Mike was very involved in our nonprofit organization, as well as the for-profit business that we had prior to the nonprofit organization. And so we worked together. Mike was home with us from the time Seth was 14 months old. So he never really knew his dad to work outside of the home. And it was always the three of us. And so I would tell, and and so that being said, my son and his dad were like best friends. And so when my son lost his father, he lost his best friend. And so, you know, I would tell Seth all the time, you know, we were really lucky because we had a concentrated dose of his dad. Because there weren't many people, you know, most dads work eight to five, you see them for a few hours in the evening, you might see them on the weekends. And yet we were together all the time. And so I, you know, I told Seth, we were, I was really fortunate, but I also used it as a learning lesson for my son. And that is, you know what, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So nobody would have blamed either one of us, knowing the marriage that I had and the relationship that Seth had with his dad, nobody would have blamed us had we just kind of pulled in you know, Seth would have stayed in bed with his covers over his head. Nobody would have blamed him. But, you know, instead we chose, and, you know, it's free will. We chose to continue to live because we knew that that's what 
my late husband would have wanted us to do. He would have never wanted us to stop living. He would have never wanted us to continue to move forward. And so every day that we live now is in honor of him um, to just to carry on all the things that we talked about. So, you know, you, you have a choice and you can either be bitter or better. It's completely up to you. And my son and I chose to be better. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And we're, we were going to jump into your motivation a little bit later. Is that kind of what you say keeps you going, you know, your late husband's wishes, as well as that kind of mindset of you can either be bitter or better. You know, it, it is every day, but you know, the work that I do with women with cancer, that's really my juice, you know, watching them transform before my eyes. That's really what it is. And as much as, you know, Mike was with me, it was his idea well, I'll, I'll tell you the story when you want to hear it. Um, but the whole story of Hello Gorgeous was kind of his, the name of it. And so even the organization now is more about his legacy. It's more about making sure that we keep that going and we continue to help these women with cancer, you know, kind of in his honor. So awesome. Awesome. I love that. And you can dive into the story right now because I was going to ask you a little bit about the work you do anyway. So. Okay. Well, it's a fun story. So I love to share it. So if you're willing to listen, I'll give it to you. Right here. Um, and so um, I was a hairdresser for uh, about 30 years and my dream was always to open a salon. And, um, and I remember Mike and I talking about it and he said, I have the perfect name for the salon. He said, we should call it Hello Gorgeous. And I said, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. I said, we're not calling it Hello Gorgeous. And he said, no, no, it'd be really great because every time you answer the phone, you get to say Hello Gorgeous and it'll make people smile. And I said, yeah, it's stupid. We're not doing it. <laughs> and so I had <laughs> two ones. I'm not kidding you. That's what I told him. And uh, I had been an educator for uh, a natural nail care line and had the opportunity to travel throughout the United States. And at one point in time, I visited a salon that was in Southern Illinois, and it was a very French-themed salon. The name of the salon was called Chavu, but they served like cheesecake and champagne to all of their clients. And I'm like, when I open a salon, that's what I want. So I already had the name picked out for the salon. I knew what I was going to do. And so we were. I, I knew I wanted the name of Chavu. So when he came up with this name, the Hello Gorgeous, I'm like, yeah, no, we're not doing it. So we named the salon Chavu and we owned it for 10 years. And there, um, I loved it. I, I loved being a salon owner. I get the girls in out of beauty school and train them and you know watch them flourish. I loved all of that. But there was always something that was missing. And I didn't know what it was. I always thought that it was the business. So every year after the first of the year, we would remodel the salon and improve it and evolve it. And we did that for several years. Then it got to the point where when that didn't fill whatever this emptiness was, then I decided we needed to move. So it ended up that we moved from 1,000 square feet to 3,000 square feet. We had 17 stylists. We had a massage therapist, receptionist, the whole nine yards. There was still something that was missing. And I didn't know what it was. And I thought, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to start working on me. So I started training in all of these places. And I went to Hair Color USA in Miami. And I, 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 my big dream was to study at the Dallas in London. And I was able to do that. And yet, no matter how much work I did on myself, this emptiness was still here. I didn't know what it was. So Mike and I would talk about that a lot. We would talk about this emptiness and how to fill it. And I remember we were um, on a trip. We live about three hours north of Indianapolis. And we were on a trip back from India and we were having this discussion. And I said, you know, I know there's something more we should be doing. I know there's something more out there, but I, you know, I, I just don't know what it is. And we were having this conversation and all of a sudden it fell on my heart. And I looked at Mike and I said, I know what we need to do. I said, we need to have a mobile day spa that caters to cancer patients. 
We need to have this beautiful, elegant palace on wheels that will show up just a few feet from their door and make them feel like a queen for a day during a time where they don't feel very special. So I don't know if any of your listeners have ever been business owners, but people have a misconceived notion about opening a business. People think that you earn five, $10,000 in a day, you take that money, you put it in a pocket, you live this very extravagant lifestyle. It can't be further from the truth. Just about the time we'd get a little bit of money set back, the furnace would go out or the water heater would stop working. And so it would seem like it was a constant uphill battle. So I'm like, you know, pitching this new idea to Mike and he's all for it. And then I looked at him and I said, you know what, we're going to do this for free. And I watched all the color run out of his face. And he looked at me and he said, how are we going to do this? And I said, I don't know. I just know this is what we're supposed to do. So being the supportive husband that he was, he stopped at a books a million in Kokomo bought me every book he could find on free money for women and grant writing for dummies and grant writing for women. And he got back in the car and I was so excited. I'm telling him all these things. And I loved being able to talk to him in the car because he couldn't escape. So I just kept talking about this dream that I knew that I had. And uh, so we got about a half an hour from home and our our son was three years old at the time and was sleeping in the backseat of the car. And he woke up and uh, I said, let's let Seth go stretch his legs. Now, 10 years had transpired from the time we opened the salon to this point in time right here. And uh, we're walking into this play area and I grabbed a hold of Mike's arm and I said, you know what, Mike, this is supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous. I said, so the salon was never supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous. This was supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous because that's how these women deserve to be greeted. So for a long time, he didn't want anything to do with it. You know, every time I bring the subject up, he changed the subject. And then he started to listen to me. And I have to tell you that it was the most fulfilling thing that we have ever done and the most fulfilling thing that he ever did. Um, My late husband was sick uh, for 20 years and spent a lot of time in the hospital. And people don't know how many times that he had IVs hanging and tubes hanging out of him. And he would always answer the phone hello, gorgeous, this is Mike, how can I help you? And so he just, he loved, he loved what we, he loved what we did. He loved what we did. Yeah, absolutely. That is an amazing story. And so you remembered the name, hello, gorgeous, 10 years after he recommended it. Yes. Yes, I did. And it's so funny. You're right. You know, because I don't think about that now because hello, gorgeous, you know, just kind of runs off. But yes. And, And I just remember just, Hating it for that time, but knowing then God's hand as it played in it, 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 the salon was never supposed to be. This is what it was, but he planted that seed. And, And you know what? And so for your listeners, you know, you have to follow the dream that's in your heart. It's not going to make sense to anybody else. I I can't tell you, we sold our business, 17 stylists, receptionists, the whole nine yards. We sold our salon to start a nonprofit. I didn't know anything about starting a nonprofit. Now, let me tell you, I'm a hairdresser. My husband graduated from Purdue University with a degree in pre-Columbian archaeology. We had no idea what we were doing. But, you know, I stick by the stand that God doesn't call the equipped, he equipped the call. And so once he called us, he gave us everything that we needed to do. But you can't imagine the people that would look at us and say, why are you doing this? You know, why are you selling your six-figure salon? Why are you going to stop doing this for going into the unknown? We had no idea what we were doing, but yet we knew that that's what we were supposed to do. So without a doubt, even all of the things that came against us, it just didn't stop us. We knew that that was, we knew at that point in time that that was a call that was on our life. And if God wanted to make it happen, he would have found a way. And so we, we 15 years in existence, 
And so it's not been easy. Um, but as I've said before, it is truly the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my entire life. Helping these women, I said, you know, so what, what the whole premise of Hello Gorgeous is, one of the things that we do is we do makeovers, surprise makeovers on women with cancer. And each of these women are nominated by family and friends. We show up unannounced with candy and flowers, roll out a red carpet, greet her with a great big Hello Gorgeous, and then we pamper her with a day of beauty. Manicure, pedicure, facial, uh, if she needs a wig, we provide one. If she's ready for cut and color, we do that. She gets her makeup done. We then work with a clothier to get her a new outfit and then plan a big reveal party for her afterwards. She feels like a movie star. It's wonderful because women with cancer don't feel that way. And so we created these, these tools in this way to make her feel very special during a time where she doesn't feel very special. But then we've evolved since that too. So we've got free resources and an online course and an online membership all of these things, all the tools. And, and I just recently re realized, you know, it's the doctor's job to treat her cancer. It's my job to make sure she looks really good while she's going through it. Because if she looks good, she's going to feel more confident. And therefore, she's going to smile. And if she's smiling, her kids are going to smile. And her husband's going to smile. And her coworkers are going to smile. And so it's all about just really being able to help her, give her the tools that she needs to smile when she looks in the mirror. And when we do these makeovers, I always say it's like the light is inside of her, but we flip the switch. And so when we get to turn that on, all of a sudden there's just something inside that just, she comes alive. And, and all of the things that we do, I hope every woman that we touch, that they get that same experience, that they just come alive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. And so tell us a little bit about, your vision for Hello Gorgeous going forward? Oh, well, I don't think I have the whole thing. You know, I said, I feel like God just reveals a little bit at a time because if he reveals the entire thing, I'll freak out. <laughs> More than I freaked out already. Um, and so, you know, uh, I believe 2019, there were more than 800,000 women that were diagnosed with cancer in the United States. Um, that didn't include the women that were diagnosed the year before that continue to go through treatment. So in some way, I want to help all of those women, whether it's that we give them a makeover, whether we give them a virtual makeover, whether they just come to our site for free resources, that they download our book. Um, I, I, I want to be able to help those women. And that's just here. You know, the affiliate program that we built, we actually have an affiliate program where we have salons all over the country that perform these Hello Gorgeous makeovers. We can actually take that program global because there are salons and women with cancer all over the world. So I, you know, my dream for this is huge. Um, I don't see cancer going away um, anytime soon. And, you know, as a woman, beauty is very important to us. Um, and so if there's something little, some hint or tip that I can give to every woman that's battling cancer that makes that journey a little bit better, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. But I can't help the women that don't know that we exist. So we just need to make sure that we continue to spread the word and let people know that we're out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so it's kind of on that path to help all of those women who have been diagnosed with cancer and do that by making sure you're out spreading the word constantly and, you know, partnering up with people around the world. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because every woman, and, and I think that's it, right? 
the, the, there's a saying that just says you don't know what you don't know. So these women with cancer don't know what they don't know. They don't know how to draw their eyebrows on. Many of them have never touched a wig, let alone know how to care for it. So all of these things that we have, all of the resources that we have, we can get in front of these women. I think that it just eases them a little bit. You know, I think that, that they're fearful, right? They don't know how, what's going to happen. The, the side effects that are going to take place from their cancer treatment. Are they going to live through this? You know, they can't see the other side. And so if we're able to give them the resources and then even connect them with women who have gone through this and that are positively on the other side, it gives them hope. And I think that that's what we do more than anything is we just, we give these women hope. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Take us back to you selling your business to go into this nonprofit full-time and what really caused you to take that first step? Elaborate on that a bit. You know, I think it was, um, I, once I had a fire to help these women with cancer, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And so, um, it, it was, it was not the way that I anticipated it to be. Um, it was a lot harder than I thought. Um, so we, uh, we had a friend, actually, my sister had a friend, her best friend, um, who bought the business from us. And then, uh, let me see, we owned the business for 10 years. He's, I sold him the business, but then I continued to work there for nine years as an independent contractor. So for nine years, I worked both jobs. So, you know, when you're passionate about something, you just don't stop. And, and there are times, you know, I look back on that now and I think my husband was sick. I had a small child at home. I was working four days a week. They were four, like 12, 14 hour days behind the chair. And then the other three days a week, that I was working, I was working on Hello Gorgeous to see what we could do to, you know, to further the mission. And so um, it was tough for a long time. I felt like I lived two lives because, you know, you had your salon life where I just needed to concentrate on my clients. But then I had this dream life that I was building to be able to positively impact the women battling cancer. And so um, it was difficult in the beginning, um, especially after selling the salon because people look to me for advice. They look to me for guidance. They look to me and I was no longer that person. And it's really hard for me not to give that advice and not to give that direction. And so I had to take a step back on that role because of the role that I was playing. You know, I was just a, I was just an independent contractor. Now I, I didn't have any say so on, on how the salon was. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to say that the salon just celebrated it's I think 25th anniversary. So it's still going strong. It's still in the same location. And I was able to sell my business to somebody that did what I wanted it to do. You know, I took it to here. I wanted somebody to take all the hard work that I did and then take it up a level. I didn't want to let it down. I didn't want to. And Mark has done an absolutely fantastic job. He took all the hard work that I did and then actually took it to the next level. So he's just done a great job. And it's wonderful to be able to see that the salon is still there and that it's still up and running. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I guess my follow-up question to, you know, you had that fire. So it made you like, I can't imagine doing anything else. What made it be women with cancer? I, you know, it's, I, it's truly just a calling. It, it's truly something that God asked me to do. There's no, there's no way, you know, in the beginning, I remember after coming up with this idea and sharing it with Mike, you know, he just, he wouldn't talk to me about it. Every time I bring it up, he changed the subject. And, you know, and I finally sat down and I said to him, I'm like, why would anybody want to do this? Why would anybody want to make a living and, and spend their time 
taking care of women battling cancer? Why would they want to take time to help these sick women? You know, it's not something that I wanted to do. I, I didn't think I wanted to do. And so it, it's truly just a, it, it was a calling. And that's when, you know, when, when, when God touches you with something like that, and he just keeps tapping you on the shoulder and he doesn't let you go. And he just, you got no, well, I guess you do have a choice. He's just going to keep bugging you. And so I, I think that it was, it was one of those things. Now, let me follow that up by saying, I have been stretched like you can't believe, you know, when I owned a salon um, and, and we needed money, right? Things got a little tight, whatever it was. I had a stylist leave. I could, I had control over my income. I could take a couple of extra haircuts. I could throw a couple, I could take the client that I had and throw some highlights in them. I could, what a retail sale. Kim's in a bad mood. We're running a retail sale. Everything's 20% off. I had control over that. I do not have any control over the, the money that comes into the nonprofit. Now I can talk about it and I can impress my passion for these women with cancer that I have, but I physically cannot reach into people's pockets and make them give me money. And so it's had to be faith. I ha I've had, my faith has been stretched on so many different levels that God will take care of what he wants us to take care of. And we have been so, I've been so blessed over the years. You know, we literally started this nonprofit in my house. Uh, my dining room was our office. Our basement was our warehouse. We have been gifted. I, I, it's, I think it's 15, 20,000 square feet of office space with two warehouses. Um, we were gifted. We, we bought the first mobile day spa. Um, it was renovated and, and uh, they did a makeover on it and then gifted us with a $250,000 vehicle. Um, God's been very good to me. And so I, it's just, it's, but he has stretched me on every level, every ounce of my being, he has stretched me, but I, I can't say it enough. It is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. I love to hear that. That just makes me happy in my core. <laughs> awesome. Well, and I, you know, I thank you, first of all, for having me on. You know, I love the opportunity to share my story because I feel that there's somebody out there that has this emptiness or have this tapping on their shoulder, that it doesn't make any sense for them to follow that dream, I want to encourage them to follow it because it doesn't have to make sense. You know, I, I went to, um, the, locally, they, there was a church um, and they had a, an event called Chasing God. And there was one of the speakers that was there. He, he ran a church out of Chicago. And he said, to understand isn't necessary, but, but obedience is. So you don't have to understand what you're asked to, be, to do. You don't have to understand how it's all going to work out. But if God's asking you to do it, your job is to be obedient. And he will put all the other, he'll put all the other pieces in, in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. Well, if there was uh, one or two type of people that you could meet right now, and they would help you take the next step towards your dream of impacting those 800,000 women with cancer, who would that person be and how would they do it? Well, you know, I always said if I could get a meeting with Oprah and hopefully she would fall in love with our organization, right? Because Oprah, what Oprah touches goes viral. Um, so that would be the first thing. But I would love to meet, um, you know, um, like uh, another nonprofit leader um, that, is, that is years beyond me that somebody that started a nonprofit that made it successful, 
that, um, and I don't have anybody in mind, I guess um, Nancy Brinker would be one. She started the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Susan G. Komen was her sister. Um, to be able to sit and have lunch with her and say, how did you, when the times got tough, how did you go forward, right? When you, when you, when you couldn't find a way, how did you make a way? And because I believe that I don't have to figure, somebody's already done this, right? All I have to do is meet that person and model the steps that they took to be successful. So somebody like that, that's years ahead of me in the nonprofit world, that's been able to make it, you know, make it successful. Those would be the two people that I would want to meet. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And that is Nancy Brinker. Yes. Yes. Nancy Brinker. She, um, like I said, her sister was Susan G. Komen and um, succumbed to breast cancer. And so um, Nancy, to the way that she honored her sister was to start the Susan G. Komen Foundation. I love it. Awesome. Well, what is the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams? So one of the things that I would love to do is to have everybody obviously follow us on social media. Um, you know, our, we've got a Facebook page, we've got an Instagram, um, we've been having some fun with TikTok, and uh, we've got a YouTube channel. But, you know, one of the things that they can do is just make sure that you spread the word about the work that I do. You know, um, send people to our website, which is hellogorgeous.org. There's a page of free resources on there. Any woman that's diagnosed with cancer needs to know that Hello Gorgeous is there for her. So that's the biggest thing that people can do to help me be successful is just make sure that you spread the word about who we are and the work that we do. Awesome. Spread the word about Hello Gorgeous and follow you on social media. Yeah. And donate. Of course, you know, we're always looking for, you know, donations, uh, event sponsors, all those things. So um, those are the things. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And these are okay. just questions I ask you about yourself <clears throat> to figure out how you function in the world and how you take care of yourself and thrive. So okay. what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Book, movie, or podcast. Um, book, movie, or podcast. I love, well, and it's both. So um, Jennifer Allwood has a book called Fear is Not the Boss of You. And she has a podcast that goes along with it. And those are the two things. I think I've listened to her book like three different times now. Um, and so I, and I regularly listen to her podcast. So that's a twofer. <laughs> awesome. Fear is not the boss of you. And what was her name? Um, Jennifer Allwood. Jennifer Allwood. Gotcha. Sounds good. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, I go to the gym regularly. I get up in the morning and I feel like that's a great way. Um, for me to kind of um, just keep myself healthy. Um, and I, you know, and the other thing is too, I spend time with God. You know, I, I try, I don't try, I get the Bible out every day and spend a little time with him for a long time. Um, I, I feel like I spent a lot of time, even though this is a calling on my life, I spent a lot of time telling God how he should run this calling on my life instead of me spending time with him to be able to say, okay, what do you want me to do next? How do you want me? So I've really tried in the last couple of years to make a more conscious effort. And, you know, it's, it, I've had to work on that relationship because I was really angry for a long time that, that he took Mike from us. And, you know, Mike was an amazing man that was trying to make the world a better place. And so um, I really had to reconcile those feelings. And so 
so working out and, and, and really getting into the word and just being able to spend that time with God are two things that I do that take care of myself physically and spiritually, I feel. I love that. I love that. Both of those things are very important. I remember I used to be really, really consistent in spending time with God, but I was also a young life leader. And so it was for the wrong reasons. I was spending time with God to be a good young life leader instead of to get closer to God. And man, that messes you up. <laughs> it does. It, it does. And, you know, and I think that that's it too. I don't think that I realized, you know, God's goal, you know, I, I believe that he has called me to do Hello Gorgeous, but I believe that he's called me to do Hello Gorgeous to become closer to him. I, I think that that's it. Yes, I'm going to have a positive impact on all these women, but I feel like that's truly his goal is for us to have a relationship with him. He wants to, he wants us to know him better. And so by, by getting that, I think that our walk all around, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually is so much better because of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I kind of had to realize that I needed some authenticity and vulnerability in my relationship with God instead of just being a good Christian. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something you figure out for the rest of your life. So <laughs> that's right. But, but if you didn't have that, right, if you, if you didn't have that realization, he, you wouldn't be closer to him. And so it's okay that you went through all of that, whatever it takes to get you to that point where you're close to him. I think that's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I completely agree. Well, awesome. What's one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already taking it to keep getting the message out there about Hello Gorgeous and helping those 800,000 women? Uh, You know what? I, I think it's just getting in front of people. I think it's taking opportunities like this to be able to share with another audience. Um, I love, I do a lot of public speaking, love being able to be on stages, to be able to tell my story. Um, and, and the same thing, right? Hopefully inspiring the audiences to either take action and, and help me continue to serve these women that I get the opportunity to serve or to inspire them so that they can do whatever they're called to do. So um, I think it's just, I think it's just key. I just, I keep talking. Luckily, I'm really good at that. I can keep talking really well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we sign off, Kim? No, I just, you know, think that's it. Just um, again, people can um, follow us on our social medias. Um, go to our website, hellogorgeous.org, get on our supporter list. You can keep up to date as to what's going on. And if you feel moved to give, we can always take those donations and put them to good use. So we're always looking for a little extra help. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you loved what Kim had to say first, let's introduce her to Oprah. But second, right? (laughs) Exactly. Second, let's make sure to go follow Hello Gorgeous and spread the word about it and donate if you can and if you want to and you like the message and you want to support Kim and those 800,000 women who are dealing with cancer. Thank you guys so much for listening. Kim, thank you for being on the show. Make sure to send this episode to somebody you know who needs to hear this message. Maybe it's a the family of somebody who's struggling with cancer or something like that. Send this episode out and go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you guys so much. We're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.